Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, everyone. Big news from the boys of The Last Podcast on the left. Check out The Last Comic Book on the left, our most sinister comic anthology. It now has a volume two. Please pre-order now at Z2Comics.com. We have an even bigger stable of artists and talent and writers and everyone that we did for the first one, although the first one is fucking amazing and it's still available on Z2Comics.com, but we're asking you to go pre-order number two, Z2Comics.com. You're going to like the way you read. All right, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. It was last night I got caught into a D.B. Cooper hole. Ever been oh, there? Ever found no, yourself I... in a, a Dan Cooper hole. Okay, His name is Dan His name's... Cooper. Yeah, it started as Dan. People changed it to D.B. Cooper on a lark. And it's a cooler name, sure. Sure, I guess. People love this guy. They love this guy. Obviously, he committed the greatest heist of all time. He died. He didn't. He's dead. He never got to spend the money. He's dead. Even if D.B. Cooper survived and went to a desert island, what's he going to do? Give the clams a dollar? I don't know. There's no money where he would have landed. I I don't understand. I don't know why I'm triggered now. I actually don't like the D.B. Cooper story. Exactly. It's the same thing with Amelia Earhart. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Bitch died. She drowned. Everyone drowned. And it's it's really funny because I was doing the same rant last night. <laughs> There's like a new series on whatever. It's one of the uh, channels. And I was watching it. And the whole time I was being like, well, these guys just want to suck D.B. Cooper's dick. I understand. Like, yeah, it's cool. He wore sunglasses. Sure. I mean, we're gonna get in we're gonna get in hot water. We're gonna get in true crime hot water because people, not as much as he it. was in when he died. And, or maybe it was and, cold. People loved Amelia Earhart because she was the first woman to die in a foreign island. You know what else I learned though about Amelia? Amelia Bedelia, number one, always my Amelia. That was a fantastic maiden. She was very funny. I love the books. Amelia Earhart was just an heiress. She was the Glenn Maxwell of aeronautics. No, 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 Kissel. Because for the love of God. Can we please not not malign Amelia Earhart right now? I'm just saying she was very wealthy. The okay. air heart, no, I love her. The army is going to fucking come after us. You now, know what? Tell right? me about the first female pilot that didn't crash. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Well, we had a great time at Comic-Con. Welcome to Side <laughs> Stories, everyone. I've you got so mad about out. Amelia Earhart. There's it's no just, reason. 
They're all dead. Look at, it's the Malaysian plane. It's in. because CNN for five years well, talked about the fucking Malaysian plane. Where is the plane? It's First of all, where is the fucking plane? ocean. It's in the ocean. All right, let me look this up. I am <sighs> typing I'm in the sorry. words before we start. I'm, you got so upset. And I, didn't I don't know why. Like this. I'm I thought we were going to have fun today. I thought I thought we today are? was going to be a light day. <laughs> um, but I'm looking I mean, <laughs> up. I just want to see what happens when you type in best female pilot. Okay, here we go. Best female pilot. Amelia Earhart's at the very top of it. She so crashed you and are, went missing. It's actually it, it, sexist. It's again, Kissel. I think everyone's going to be extremely upset with your take. No, they're not. I had a female I know pilot. That we they had are. a female pilot I, on one I of our know Delta. For, no, they're not. I know for a fact that people are going to be mad because there's some kind of fact about Amelia Earhart that oh we God. don't know. No, and she, everyone's they, gonna be like, "Oh well, she was. Oh, she was the first person to have bush hair above fifteen thousand feet." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We're gonna no, find you know. out. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be. A, there's going to be. There is a landmine here. I don't know about that. God forbid. Be a neutral. I, I, I do know that was her say, problem. She I'm probably least, kept the plane in neutral as opposed to drive. I don't know how planes work. That's dumb. I don't that know how planes dumb. work. It is dumb. Um, Top also, female we a, pilot. We had a female pilot for Harriet our Delta Quimby. Flight. Great. Did she live? Nah, also dead. Okay. So we had a female pilot for a Delta flight. That, whoever that was, was the top female pilot because we took off, we flew. Oh, you I want a prize? Marys, and then you we landed. You want a prize because you checked out the body of a pilot? No. Also, pilots have to be quite petite, including the male. Well, it's ah, different. I've seen some I've seen some horses. Well, anyway, yeah. well, I'm, I'm feeling because we went to Comic-Con. And I yes. did get a bit of a nerd rub, right? And I feel Whoa. a little trolly. I feel a little trolly. Um, my uh, this gal that I'm seeing dressed up, and it was very. I was very in the mood. She looked beautiful. She yeah, looked she beautiful. Looked she was poison ivy. Um, and so I was in the mood. So I said, "Let's watch Squid Game, babe. Let's watch Squid Game this weekend. I watched Squid Game. <laughs> now I know this came out like what, fucking two years ago. I don't know." All I know is everyone talked about Squid Game for two years. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it about food? Is it on Food Why? Network? Is Guy Fieri involved? No, no. It's, it's the single it's show. longest nine hours of my life. It You're should be so called Squid Talks because all they do is talk. They do is talk. And, and all they do is talk. And then the games that they play. We're Give me Jigsaw. Get, where's the puppet in a Where's the puppet never in a gonna tricycle? We're never going to get nominated. We're literally never going to get nominated for a Golden Globe. I just That's don't understand. That's what you've done. It had 95% on Rotten episode. Tomatoes. It's all them. I loved the show. You did love it. I loved the show. But you know, but again, I, I like the show. I like the tension. I like how brutal it was. I like everybody got there was murdered. No I like the games. There was, there no was a lot of brutality. They all got shot in the head. It was very brutal. But, yeah, but you should watch the sadness shot. if you want brutality. If you want the sadness, that will give you brutality. Oh, my God. Um, but we I the, am. Uh, I'll tell you what. I feel the same way because I get it. Because you feel like you're in a world that's gone insane. I was alone for a week when I was going stag. And I was like, it's time for me to enjoy the Mandalorian. Okay. And I did the same thing. I turned it on. And I was like, I couldn't possibly give a shit about this entire thing. Nothing's and I started watching it. I was like, Mandalorian? More Whoa! like. And then I'm Shots sitting fired. there like, I know, but guess what, man? <laughs> now we're out of the game. Guess, guess what? You know what we just did, Kissel? We what? just freed ourselves from the Hollywood machine. I guess We don't so. have to hold ourselves to the same standards that they all do. Because you know what I love? Freedom hmm. and justice. I agree with That's that. That's my favorite. That My favorite show. My favorite show is watching women get abortions in front of me. Well, isn't that absolutely fantastic? My and that is a new show, show. coming out. Uh, with Guy Fieri, 
He's rolling Ooh. out to America's abortion dispensaries. dispensaries exactly and, certain. And he's going to the wall. There um, it is. But you, but you know what? Actually, it actually really uh, works for Guy Fieri because he hates eggs. He really does. That's a fantastic point. A great pun and a multi-layered joke. All right. Anyway, I'm just saying Squid Game. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't well, how about think you know that what? the games you know we'll were now? competitive enough because you ever, I'm just a saw. It was honestly, it was a ripoff of Saw. And I'm sick of people maligning one of my favorite horror series. <laughs> porn. I will give you Hostel is horror porn. I don't like it, the movie Hostels. I feel like actually saw. we're getting closer to this, to your reaction, because in therapy, a lot of times I have to talk about like, why do I screen? Right. About something that doesn't matter. Like, what is it about, like, a specific topic? Like, why did I yell in therapy about The Mandalorian? Right. And I think that I did because I brought it up. I brought up right. about how I was dissatisfied about it. And I felt like I was a man lost in time. I, agree. I felt like I was a man in a world that it was going slowly insane around me. But you know what? I'm burping. I know. You, it. Know, what I, you know what I'm not going to do? What? We're not going to become... Christian comedians, right? We're not going to become, become a Christian comedian. It's a slow slope. It's a slow slope. No, it's, it's a slippery not. slope. All no, of I'm a not sudden, become Jim Brewer. I don't want to be goat boy turned bad. I just want things to be good. And when I'm told that something is the phenomenon of the year, and then I watch it, and it's just a bunch of fucking assholes talking, and then they play a game of marbles. In Saw, Dude. there is a motorcycle yes. tornado that rips somebody's skin off of their body, and then the person survives and says thank you. That's Kissle. a game. One simple sentence has helped me get some peace in this world. It was not made for me. It was. We it are was. chunky, but still middle-aged, mildly financially stable white men. Everything is supposed to be made for us, and yet somehow it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've never been I more know. angry in my life. When I watch The Mandalorian, I just know this is for people that that uh, need this. They need Star Wars. I know. And I don't need Star Wars. You know what All I mean? Right. I like Star Wars, and I will take it and give it. But yes, again, there are things that are not for us no matter what, no matter right. how thoroughly they've been tested. And I want to apologize to anyone. You know, we're not we're not sitting here. I'm not going to say I'm not going to apologize to the to the squid heads. I'm Thank happy you. that you enjoyed it. I want you to enjoy things. Just Thank you. Please stop telling me that what you like is good. Um, now, this wraps up the Adam Carolla corner of side stories for the next year. Honestly, that's the, for the next, for the next year. year. Yes, because people also absolutely despise us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love us, you know, and I think we're the funniest things on the face of the planet. But there are people walking around currently that absolutely hate every single sound we make. Yeah, but we're not a multi-million dollar production that has billions of dollars of ad revenue behind it being told that we're good. Everyone Kissel. initially says that we are hated yep. until people finally listen. And then they're like, oh, it's not nearly as bad as I was told it was. It's the opposite. But then there are sometimes that people freak out because they are tasteless and they have no clue how to run their lives and their garbage. But those of those, the people that do understand us, those yeah. are our people, Kissel. Those are your people. Well, reach out and to much me like, if you didn't love Squid Game either. Just reach out. I need, I need a community. You see, I like Squid Game. I really I like know, Squid Game. It was more the, the other thing because that one didn't make me mad. Mm -hmm. okay. um, let's talk a little bit about how... There is a constant need. I started with the DV Cooper thing, mostly yes. just because what 
it's people are still investing their entire lives to finding DB Cooper, right? right? There was a guy on this show that I was watching. I was called like DB Cooper, man plane, how? Like that was like the name of it. I remember what it was. But the head detective was a guy who was like, I've been through 30 years and two marriages looking for DB Cooper. And I Come plan on. to spend the rest of my life being like, dude, I get it. We're all very curious. But DB Cooper is not worth your love, the love in your life leaving you unless you because guess what she's not staying no she's, she's not, not so staying does he think that he would still possibly even be alive i mean even if he survived no. he well, there is a possibility dead yeah he's very very old if it is who they say they think it is they think it's like four different people they would be very old or dead but it's more about they want they want to make their name kissel they what? want to make themselves a part of the db cooper story and that's why there's another story that's very similar to that. And there's another update on it. And I have no clue if it's real or not. Now, there was a thing called the Tamam Shude case. This was a mm. it's called the mystery of the Somerton man, which was a guy that was basically an unidentified man who's his body. I don't know if we've covered it. We might have covered it in some form Maybe very, very briefly yeah. on last podcast and left, but not scantily. Basically. We weren't Scott wearing lingerie. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how I always imagine a case that we don't fully cover. I just imagine thin fabric on voluptuous breasts um, every day. Um, but the he was a man that was found dead in 1948. It was in this place called Somerton Park Beach. It was in Adelaide, South Australia. Right, so it's down in Australia. We've okay. been. We went to Adelaide. It was awesome. Do you remember it, with the little bar and how like how cool it was that a hippie little town? It's really nice. It was fantastic. But basically, they found this guy lying dead, fully dressed on the beach, and there was uh, no identity that they could attach to him. Basically, they okay. couldn't figure out. They they sent a bunch of pictures around. They couldn't figure out what it was. They found a uh, suitcase of his at a train station that he had put there. There was some articles in there. And a part of the thing that was truly very mysterious is that when they found his body, there was a phrase a piece of paper that had been ripped out of a book that had the phrase tamam shud on it okay. which is a persian phrase meaning it is is over or is finished it's the end of a poem um which is called the rubaiyat of omar kayam right i think mm -hmm. i'm saying that nailed it. nailed it nailed it um that's the name of the book, right? And so the idea is like they thought that it was highly mysterious. And then they also found a note with what looks like some form of code. It's a bunch of okay. random letters and numbers on a sheet of paper. Now, they have been looking for this guy for a long fucking time. And there was a bunch of leads. I'm not going to get into it now because it's a long, it really is a long story. Well, was it um, just, is it possible it was just the crossword puzzle from the New York Times? You know, on that, on Sunday. It's like, why Why do I even purchase this? It's impossible. Why am I part of this? I it's got impossible. the app. I got the I app to try to make sure that I could fucking, because I'm sick of, I don't do the Sudoku's, and I don't want to get Alzheimer's, <laughs> and that's what they say you got to do, right? <laughs> so I get the app, can't even complete it if I wanted to. What? No. What? So what's the point of this story, Henry? Oh, the point of this story is, is <laughs> you, that. Because you said, you, you started me. with quite a lead <laughs> in, and then you said, but we're you not going to get into it. So now... We're going to do a little bit. All right. So he, there were some theories that he was a spy, right? Because uh, they could not find anything about him. Like they didn't okay. know anything about his body. They know that when they found him, that he had a, um, 
He had a rail ticket from Adelaide to Henley Beach, which is another spot that he had not used. But then there was okay. another ticket that had taken him into town. They also found an empty packet of juicy fruit gum. <laughs> there was an Army Club cigarette packet. This is what I'm talking about. Um, and they had a quarter full box of Bryant and May matches. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> I don't um, know. Some people said that they saw him lying there. Um, a lot of people make commentary that he was very handsome when they found him, right? Very, very handsome. So they know uh -huh. that he ate a pasty before he's dead. They do believe that he died of poisoning, <laughs> right? Because he had mucus all through the inside. I'm, this is, you want this? Are you excited about this? I don't know yet. I'm giving you details. Wh why do I you care some about of the this details. person? Well, it's because they did a, they, there is a new lead on him that this group has been trying to get going for a long time. And they're okay. saying is, is that thanks to the advances in science that there is a uh they they took old hairs of his so they made a death mask of him <laughs> what i don't but why do i what did this man do to warrant anyone giving a shit it's mysterious it's mysterious it's okay. nobody knows who he is nobody knows who he is okay right they can't find who he is it's he got a body and no one knows where he came from. They think they thought he was some person that he wasn't. Got and then you. they thought he was another guy and he wasn't. Or as I they can, say, the, okay. the D.B. Cooper curse. Oh. Right? Where the idea is that that's what they call it in D.B. Cooper. They say that that people keep like, the problem with D.B. Cooper is you keep thinking it's the guy. But the next thing you know, it's not the guy. It's because okay. he died. It's because he went to the it's river. It's because he's dead. It's so he's much like the detective in Squid Game who doesn't register when they put the scanner up to his ear because he's not actually a member of the law enforcement PlayStation crew. But that also the detective in Squid Game. I don't want to keep on harping on it. But he was the worst detective upset. I've ever heard because he kept I, on asking the questions as if he was never there before. And then they're like, circle, have you not, don't you remember your circle? And then he would be like, well, why am I, what do it's I TV. do? It's He can't immediately get shot in the head. It's television. It was but also Kissel, it is interesting because you are so hurt because you finally tried to show vulnerability to content that was outside of your purview and it disappointed you and now you're afraid and that's why you spend so long going I like cheese I don't wash I don't wash myself Mm -hmm. That's why, because you're afraid of being vulnerable to things. That's very true. Because you're afraid of they will disappoint you. Also, if you have a bit of an odor around you, nobody speaks. Nobody no speaks. comes around you. So, all right. Okay. They are now saying, this guy named Derek Abbott, who's a professor, uh, he's not wasting his life. Because he's from the University of Adelaide, and he says... The body of a man that he found in one of the city's beaches in 1948, and it belonged to a guy named Carl Webb. So it's He's an electrical engineer. So it's Carl. Why? It's Carl. Yep. It's not a goddamn mermaid. You don't know, though. It could have been anything. It could have been anyone. The one thing about the people that look for D.B. Cooper, Amelia Earhart, Carl Webb, they demonize the Sasquatcher. The cryptozoologist, the Sometimes one who's looking do. for answers. At the very least, we know if Bigfoot is around, it would still at least be alive. So I think it makes more sense to hunt Bigfoot than it does D.B. Cooper. It's Carl. It's All right. Carl. And Derek Abbott and this woman that is also must be as equally mentally. I, I don't know what they are. Capable. They are hyper focused on this. Yes. They're hyper focused. On this, it's Rachel Egan. They think that they have found DNA that matched from. So when they he died, when they brought him in to to, I guess because pictures weren't enough, they gave him a death cast. Right? They they put a mask on his head, and when they pulled it off, a bunch of his hairs 
got caught in the plaster, right. and then they used their hairs to do to the DNA it. test. All it's a right, fascinating story. It is. I mean, honestly, it could have happened to me if I wasn't so large. I when I took off all of my clothes and I ran into the ocean in Florida uh, at three o'clock in the morning, not realizing how strong high tide is. If I was Very. six foot four, I would have been out there and I'd be chum for the sharks. But thankfully, my big stern body kept me from going to the sea. But anyway, I want to talk about a story. Speaking of odor, that is really near and dear to both of our hearts, and hmm. I'm interested to hear your opinion because a dude is suing for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, this Ooh. guy in two thousand and seventeen, he was. British then, and he's British now. He ate okay. a ham sandwich, a ham roll, right? Okay. Well, claims, so a ham roll there is different than a sandwich. Well, I think they call a, a ham sandwich there. Yeah, a roll, yeah. It's just a ham sandwich, yeah. I, I just want to make sure we're clear as hell on this. Absolutely. And, of course, he got it from a Christmas market because ham and Christmas go together very well. It's not a Love holiday it. for the pigs. But anyway, so he was there 2017. Guy's name is Tyrone Prades. He's now 46. And he says, since he ate this GD ham roll, he hasn't stopped farting. 2017. So it's been five years, he says. It's been five years of consistent, nonstop flatulence. This is a thing. Because Fernando, as soon as we brought this up and said that he, man, he, he hasn't stopped farting. It. This is the, Okay. Is he farting in phases or is he literally constantly farting? Well, this is because he says here right here. He got sick when he first ate it. Got right. Sick. He said he got he said he got high grade fever and severe diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Then and he said he was in bed for five weeks from a ham sandwich. Buddy, it's a poisonous ham sandwich. The pig's this sounds revenge. Like, this sounds like very specific UK aristocratic gastrointestinal problems well you like know some of our friends have well but you know what i actually ordered chicken vindaloo yesterday uh, i love indian food and obviously the yeah. the brits uh say what you will but they did create the modern indian food that we eat here they can have some spice i don't know chicken I vindaloo honestly, well, it, well, also a ham roll. there is no spice in this it's a ham no, sandwich I know. But it's weird that the British eat beans and then they just jump over the hottest to the hottest thing ever, which is nice. Chicken. I don't, I don't anyway. know if, they, if their spice level is the same as our spice level here, because they, I, when I even went there, they're all like, well, this right here, this is real spicy. And then I ate it and I didn't feel anything. Well, there was a little pepper on there. So the, a little man, pepper. Oh, yeah. the, man, the man claims that his ongoing gas is a serious problem. As you can imagine, Henry, how are you going to get a job? How are you going to be a, even a gas station attendant or a teacher? You could be uh, a gas station attendant. Well, perhaps, unless, of course, he you could be a the mechanic. Entire gas station. That's I mean, true. Like you, you could do well, all the time. Where there are other smells. That's where I do it. That is a good point. And actually, there are some jobs where if the person is farting a lot, you're like, that fits. Even a chef. Oh, very much so. And also, I like the idea of if you're farting all the time, I relate to you. You're human. Yeah. Don't be all highfalutin on me. You know who should be? You know, it's a good person who farts all the time. It's somebody like a sommelier mm. who has this hyper fancy job. But it's in this situation where every time he goes like a <laughs> every time he does that, they have to go. Ha ha. Nice. OK. <laughs> the service is incredible. Fantastic. But um, he, he says it's an ongoing problem. Again, he says that it's fatigue. Altered bowel function associated mm-hmm. with, he says, a constant churning within his abdomen and flatulence. Absolutely excessively he so. He says that his, his belly churns so much he can't sleep. 
Absolutely, and he's not the only one. There's been a total of 16 people in three different groups that complained of similar symptoms after eating at, quote, the stall. So but the company is saying, which I think is funny, is that they're not saying that it's not it didn't happen at all. They're just saying... Not to 16 of them. They literally just saying that, it, that it's, it's too many people. The sample group was not big and not small enough. Absolutely. So be careful what you eat out there. The guy, again, is suing for $250,000. I'm not sure if even that amount of money would know. help him. I mean, you're still going to fart constantly, but it reminds me of the woman that farted and sold them in glass jars and oh, she sold yes. quite a bit, but then she had yes. some massive medical issues and she had to stop doing that. And now I think she's just giving away pieces of her hair and pieces of her skin and toenails and things like that. She wasn't doing it right. She wasn't she wasn't supported. With I guess breath. not. But either uh, way, I, be careful out there. Thing is, man, like, yeah, I know his belly's churning and he's upset, but I also I'm just going to put a little bit on there like I feel like this might not be entirely the ham sandwiches issue. Most of the mm. rest of the people who bought the ham sandwiches didn't have this issue. It seems right. to be the ultimate Meet up between his very weak system right, and right. a ham sandwich. I mean, now side yeah. stories lpotl at gmail.com. Have you ever lost a job due to food poisoning? I'd love to know. Farting too much, let us know. I also, if you fart so much, I don't think it would smell all the time. Because sometimes I, I sometimes there's just air in there. He also might just be winking it. And the air is getting sucked up there. We know the old Howard Stern when it was good. And he had a person play the asshole, play the trumpet oh, with yeah, his asshole. Suck he could, it up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just air. And then it just comes down to the noise. And then you just let everyone know, hey, guys, I got I a tootie, I got a, I got a tootie butt. And then it's just yeah. a fun little thing. Be like, hey, Rodney. Hey, Fur- Rodney, let's hear it. There he is. My thing is, if I'm one of these flappy wigged fucking fake lawyers in the UK, the only way I believe that this was true was that I need him to fart in court. Oh, yeah. And what I need also is I need I need a full, like, you need to set up a cam and see, I need to see a full time lapse mm-hmm. of how much we're farting. Because 250 Gs, 250 Gs is a lot of money, right? We're going to give you 250. Actually, in yes. the end, in the long term, it's not either. No, it's, it's really one, not. It's, it's, it's 125. Yeah, 125. Yeah. And then... You're still fart guy, and then I mean, it's not. He, this guy's got to lean no, in. Is there no way to? There's no plug. There's no like mm. way to go up in there and you know, fix his gut. Reset first of all, it. He needs to move to France. He would be like the president. He would be like Macron and get out of here. I'm not sure if he's still there anymore or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Stop that. We follow American politics, and those are fucking crazy enough. But he needs to move to France. He would be very successful. He would be very cool. But you know, on cars, when you're a real douchebag and you put something on your muffler to make it sound bigger so your cock grows, mm-hmm. put that on your asshole. Just like wee. <laughs> Woo. We oh, didn't start the, the fire. Get like the Billy yeah. Joel. Again, dude, all of you, all of these things are referring to a person who is fun. I agree. This person is not obviously as it has gone past fun for this person. Yeah, they are extremely upset because they have lost control of their butt. And when it comes down to it, if your butt is rioting, you really need to think about how the rest of your system, what's happening. Right. I agree to address the happiness within your system. Learn from civilization six. (laughs) Live from your grave.
Learning a new language is hard. Trust me, I know I'm just starting to learn English. But with Babbel, you can learn quickly, easily, and it's fun. Now is the perfect time to start Babbel for all your summer travels. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions with addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons for wherever you are in your language learning journey. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. Unlike other language learning apps, Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. In addition to Babbel's lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here at Last Podcast on the left, we got some free Babbel codes, and it has been awesome. I'm learning how to say things like ciao and bonjour. Aren't I getting classy? Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash left. That's babbel.com slash left for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel. Language for life. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> the only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. <coughs> that was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. To the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay! Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers! My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And, oh, they love their life and they love the, They love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put 
photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Now, this is another story, right? This is another story that it might seem to vindicate you, but I also think that this is really just about, uh, you got to be careful out there what you let your kids do. All right. right? Well, this and what, story, wait, this is, I'm going to put this on, the, all, put this on the child. It does vindicate me. You've been on the wrong side of history for the robot wars ever since we started this. No. Robots are not going to protect you. They're it's not going to defend you. And I also, am going to have them. Did you, no, you're not. Robots. No, you didn't even get. No, Jim Carrey is going to have them because he's Dr. Robotnik. We are not. So anyway, the robot. First of all, we have a submachine gun robot that everyone's like, lol, Raffle. I can't believe that happened. I told you that was going to happen. We, Boston Dynamics, we've been talking it about it. We, okay. We've literally been talking about it since that, that dog thing came out that obviously we're going to put a gun on it. That's why it's got the stabilizing unit. It's not like we're going to ride it, which would also be fun because that would be cool if I had the gun on it and a saddle. <laughs> then it's fun. <laughs> you wait. Jess. Can you believe kids don't want to play that game? <laughs> you know the story we're going to talk about. This robot attacked a child during a chess tournament, and Henry's okay. glee oh, spreads throughout uh, the land. This child, all right, because, okay, you can see the video, and it's, uh, it is entertaining. It's because entertaining. It's fun. I know it's scary, but it's also fun. So this is in Russia, um, and it shows just how serious even the robots are in Russia. Robots do not have a nationality. The robot didn't get mad. The robot doesn't feel anything. The robot was a robot and simply acted out of instinct, which makes it so freaking dangerous. So this is what happened. So this is Sergei Smagan, who was the uh, president of the Chess Federation of Russia, which actually must be very serious, right? Because it's sure a little it boy. I think the boy was something like fucking eight or seven. Whatever. He was a whatever. seven-year-old child. Yep. Yep. So you see this video. He's playing against this giant robot arm. And this robot is controlling the pieces because, you know, it lights up. The robot arm comes out and picks it up. See, the kid, you can see, obviously very gifted to be playing against this robot, a very talented young chess player. And in Russia, they start them at like three or four, right? It's a very big deal. Chess is a massive deal in Russia. I guess. And this kid made a move, right? And the robot went into action. Now, the thing about chess is that. If you're playing against a person, the one thing you're not supposed to do 
is touch the board when it is not your turn, right? Or after you've done the thing, right? You're not supposed to do it, right? After because you number move one, what is pieces. also what is Russia the number one in? Fucking sleight of hand chicanery, right? <laughs> they are very good. A lot of magicians, a lot of card guys come out okay. of Russia, right? Very good sleight of hand. Rasped, right? The only thing I know about chess is from the Saved by the Bell episode where Screech had to go against, I believe, the Russian dude, and it was a very competitive chess game, and that's what I know about chess. So Yes, uh, and okay. then and that's all you actually really need to know for the story. Okay, great. Because as the child, the child, like, messed with his keys, but as a child would have, it didn't have any discipline, right? It didn't understand... You're not supposed to touch a piece anymore and it was against the law. But the thing no. was that no one really, st- no one told the kid, hey, the robot doesn't know what to do, right? The robot is there to play chess. It's not your friend, right? So it you're just victim plays blaming. Chess. So you're victim blaming. No, I'm blaming. just saying, okay. no, I'm saying they could have told the kid a little bit more about the, the scenario because the kid went to go adjust a piece while the robot was moving. And because it, I don't know if it was necessarily because it was against the rules or if it was because there was movement on the board, the robot grabbed his finger like it's mm-hmm. and it's because for the robot, it's that thing, too, which is like truly obviously the most scary part about robots is that it exhort it like it's no effort on the robot's behalf. And it doesn't no. like it doesn't get mad. Right. It doesn't go like ee, 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 ee. like it just kind of silently mashed his finger, like just mm-hmm. grabbed it like you do out of a claw machine and just snapped it in half. Absolutely. According to a very Russian, strong, according to a Russian news website, which, of course, you can trust the robot did not like that. The boy was acting in such a hurry. OK, so he he grabbed the boys. This is from the Chess Federation. They are all. That's what I love about this. That's why it's a very Russian story. They're all on the robot side. I know because they're a bunch they're of malicious all, maniacs and they want the chess. Isn't that not just a euphemism or an analogy for war? Okay, which they're in right now. So yeah. then, so they grabbed the boy's index finger and he squeezed it hard. And we'll know if that boy has a new fetish. But anyway, so then people around rushed to help and pulled the finger out, <laughs> out, out the finger of the young man. But the fracture could not be avoided. No, it was very scary. And this, I love this quote. The boy is all right. They put the plaster cast on the finger to heal faster. Yes, there are certain safety rules, and the child apparently violated them. And when he made the move, he did not notice that he had to wait. This is an extremely rare case. The first I can recall. Yeah, no shit. It's the first because it's the first time a seven-year-old was playing chess against a goddamn robot that has no ability to understand what it's doing other than play chess. The robots played many games in public spheres, and this is the first child to break the rules, right? The thing is, it's really about the child not breaking the rules. No, it's because the robot doesn't understand the humans. Oh, my God. You got to play by the robot's rules, right? You're now in the robot's world at that point. You had to figure out. And and they made a big funny joke about whether or not the robot will be put to sleep. But he said, no, it's actually a very big moneymaker for them. So it's not going. No, anywhere. I'm sure they love it. And if anything, the child will be put to sleep. And if we know the Russians, they're going to shame the child for not being they're strong gonna enough. They're gonna, honestly, that child's got polonium in his blood right now. E very well. Don't eat the sushi, my friend. You will be dead. It reminds me of the first game, the only good game in Squid Game, which was red light, green light, where the robot knew if you were moving at all. Wow, you're but just this, so you're this, still upset. You're so I'm very upset. upset. I'm very, it was nine hours of my life um, that I can never get back, and nor do I want it, to be honest. Why did you watch so much of it? Why didn't you just stop watching? We had made a commitment. 
No, you don't. This is what I tell Natalie. This is what I tell Natalie. No, we, we made a commitment. We haven't made a commitment. And I wanted to I see who the fucking asshole was behind that, the only cool mask in the entire thing. I want to see who it was. But you flat, you just watched the last episode. That's what I did with Game of Thrones. It wasn't even the Literally, last episode I was they so revealed sick, it. I was so sick of Game of Thrones, and I hated it so much, that in the end, I just watched the last episode be like, there he is. There's the king. Done. So Mystery appa- solved. There it is. Yeah, Game of Thrones. By the way, they're making a prequel. So that'll be exciting. Okay, give me more of it. I there's I can't I definitely not a new idea. I hate them. <laughs> if we can just get a multiverse for the Game of Thrones, that'd be great. It, it's um, going so to seven the seven year old boy is named Christopher, and he is among the thirty strongest chess players in Moscow, yes. aged up to nine years old. So yeah, really, buddy. he that's how serious they take chess. They know for a fact he's in the 30. He's the, one of up the to top nine 30, years old. Up to from nine. zero, from zero to nine, from come to nine years old, he is the best chess player around. Well, he's in the top 30. So that in America, I don't think that a nine year old even, I mean, we, We'll be lucky they're if they not. know how to play the game. Sorry at this point. Oh, yeah, they're all fucked. <laughs> but oh, it's, I just like how they took the robot side. And honestly, the thing, I think that what does make this story truly very Russian as well, that kid's only going to be a better chess player because of this. I don't think he's going to be allowed to play chess again because he broke his little chess finger. No, it's no, the only thing the other that hand. he's on his body. No, use you the can't other switch hand. it. You can't switch it. Come on. I mean, I don't know. Do you use that? Do you have a, do you like, I use my jerk off hand to do all sorts of things. Well, I just don't want to know that. Um, anyway, all right. Well, let's move on to some different stories that don't involve the upcoming robot war. Um, let's see here. What about this one when it comes to jobs? Emily Howell Warner's another big female pilot. What did she do? She lived. To a and? nice natural death. What did she? She why? was in the Hall of Fame of flying. She died of Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> well, there you go. An employee from Asheville, uh, in Buncombe <laughs> County. That's true. Uh, he says uh, he he went viral because he says I got fired for being late. Asheville has a crazy heroin epidemic going on. I was walking to work one day and was flagged by a few people towards a homeless couple. The guy was unconscious and the woman was losing her mind and screeched to me, absolutely wasted. Her partner uh, was out cold with blood running from his nose. So he tried to help him and uh, and then he got fired. What? Uh, that story what? sucks. I don't know, buddy. How did you cut from that? Why did you cut to the story about the woman from the show, Maria Margulies? Talk about how Arnold Schwarzenegger farted on her. Now that's the story. She openly said that he farted on her. <laughs> he said, I don't know. She is upset. She said that he was very egotistical I'm because sure. he farted on her when he was making the movie End of Days oh in my. 1999. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's talk about this other story. I don't we know, are garbage anyway. today. So <laughs> this is yeah, the yeah. worst radio show in the world. Yeah. Amarjeet uh, Sada. Now, this is a fucked up story. Okay. Amarjeet Sada was is now known. They're thinking they're saying it is they are. They're calling him the world's youngest serial killer. Yes. Now, this That's was correct. this is fucked up. This came from his early life. Um, he was born to a poor family in Bihar. Uh, I guess he was forced to work at a very young age, which yes. doesn't help your attitude. No. 
No, like I don't think it does. He was born um, he in 1998. Yep. So he, I mean, he's not even past. He's still beat 9/11, right? He still got in there. But yeah. in 2006, he murdered his cousin. Right. right. And then literally two months later, he murdered his own baby sister. This is when he was eight years old. He murdered them by strangling, by beating them and strangling the death. Now, at the time, the family was like, this is a private family matter. We can't get police involved, which is incorrect. Well, Um, every culture is a little bit different. They want to keep it insular, keep it inside the family, family secrets. Once you mur- one accidental death is what you got. That's what we talked mm-hmm. about yesterday in serious, right? We all yeah. got one accidental death, but you can't do two, right? So they finally said, all right, we won't get the police involved. And then he killed a third child, a six-month-old. Right. Um, and uh, they that he apparently he was laughing and stuff when they when they when the police went to talk to him he was like talk, he told them everything that he did and then uh, he was just like having a good time basically said he was hungry and then they only can't they can't do anything to you if you're a child because he was literally ten years old um, and right. so they put him in jail for I want to say he was allowed to leave once he turned eighteen hmm. And then he left on a fake name because he was allowed to change his name. He was released in 2016. Now, yes. I'm not going to say that he is. The, I mean, maybe he is the youngest serial killer, but he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He must have had some troubled childhood because I don't believe he's killed since. I also this is really just shows how far America has fallen because that's our shit. Yeah. Now, other people are going to be better than that and, uh, than us. Well, it's very possible, and I hope someone can take the reins on that one. They can definitely mm. take the reins. You can definitely have more killer kids if you really want to. Um, That's what we're God supposed knows, to do. We have enough. We have. Enough. We do. But no, I actually. But the main uh, crux of that story is is that uh, nobody knows where he is. Well, just follow the trail of bodies. He and Amelia Earhart. You'll be able to find them somewhere. I'm Amelia sure Earhart. That. He must have had. They're some saying problems. now what. I believe Amelia Earhart, didn't she live on that island for a while? I think they said that she might have lived there. Yeah, they for say a minute. anything because there's no, because it's like a horoscope. Because it's what, what do you, I could tell no, you that I, think I married there's her. Some, no, yeah, did you? I don't know. She found a mermaid. Did you? I don't know. You can say anything. I don't know. No, but yeah, I feel like in a way, though, you're just, you're so dismissive of mystery. I'm not dismissive of mystery. I'm that's why literally cryptozoology, I think I take it more seriously than people trying to hunt for DB Cooper or Amelia Earhart. No matter what, they're dead. It's the same thing with John Ken- John F. Kennedy Jr. Well, this is like I have to look like why is she? She is a big deal. Yeah, she's, she's a, a big, big deal. I know she's a big deal, and I know she broke some barriers, but she did grow up hyper freaking wealthy. And she was, was very famous during the time period. She was the reigning queen of the air. And immediately after her return to the United States, she undertook an exhausting lecture tour in 1928-1929. So actually, she was a very big figure in aviation, Kissel. All right. I am very happy about that. Okay, let's get to a story that actually makes some (laughs) modicum of sense. Oh, you want sense? There is a bishop. Now, this is a man Mm. who I do not like out of Brooklyn. Because this bishop... 
he was very flashy, right? And he was he one loves of these- spending that money. Have you ever followed? Um, oh, is it preacher sneaks? Was it they, no. uh, on oh, uh, yes. Instagram? It's fantastic. These preachers, don't worry. The money that you give them is not going to God. It's going it, to shoes that then is, they wear. There, even this is past me, right? Because like I love. Like my Jays, oh, I really they found my other thousand- guy somewhere in America. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't do this shit. Preachers, sneakers, preachers and sneakers, and it's wild. Like you just see this fucking asshole. These shoes are gross. I'm looking at these ones. These one. These they're like whatever these the the Landvin shoes. Like uh, and it's just like it's like fifteen hundred bucks, dude. It's disgusting. I I hate those people. Um, they take money from people who don't have a lot of it, and they think that they're doing something good with that money. But as we know, with Joel Osteen not even opening up his church during the hurricanes of Houston, no, that's not um, even the only total, crime. Complete and utter scumbags. No, he just had six hundred thousand dollars in the wall of a bathroom due to a construction error. All those people are disgusting. I saw Joel Osteen at uh, Sirius Radio in New York. The man is dressed to the tens. It must be $1,000 suits this person wears. Anyway. Dude, this fucking preacher, you look at him, honestly, he looks dope. I love the clothes, but I don't like them on him. Absolutely. It was a flashy Brooklyn bishop. He was robbed in the middle of of his live stream service on Sunday when gun-toting crooks accosted his podium and fled with up to $400,000 in jewelry. Good. Take it all from him. It's not his money. He took it from his constituents. He took it from the people in the pews. This man doesn't deserve a goddamn thing. He drives a Rolls Royce. His name is Lamar Whitehead. And to be honest, he wasn't shot. The, they just like they took the stuff. They had the guns. They're like, give me all your jewelry. And then they fled. No, it's, there's it's very little victims here. There's very few victims here because no one got hurt. They did not fight. They didn't shoot anybody. They didn't hit anybody. They just no. took the money and left, which is why people like D.B. Cooper as well. But I was looking at a D- man. Rolls Royces are so fucking expensive. These are crazy, dude. I don't really understand the amount, the idea of paying for the amount of money that a house costs for a car. Like, I don't get it. Not to mention just jewelry as you're in there pretending to profess the good deeds of a Jesus Christ himself. Especially. According to Whitehead, this is one of the sermons. This is a line from the sermon. He says, how many of you have lost faith because you saw somebody else die? All right, all right. He then said several times before hitting the floor on his hands and his knees. And at this point, the armed men took $400,000 worth of jewelry from Whitehead, his wife, and maybe some churchgoers. Uh, He was dressed in a gold-trimmed maroon suit with with sleeve cuffs. The guy is just... The epitome of disgusting. And uh, anyway, he didn't die. They just got some jewelry. And yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So nobody got hurt. So who gives a fucking shit? He took the honestly, it's one less. It's like probably that money will go back into the community in some way, shape or form. But, you yeah. know, I just have never I've never particularly understood it. The idea of like I can't wear like there's certain things you can't wear. Like I have like a couple of my like nice J's that I can't even wear oh, because I'm afraid of getting you. hurt. I'm just saying I was the one I'm going to hurt. I don't know how you just wear $1,500 pairs of shoes. He has what is a pet peeve of mine. It's very similar to Laura Ingram on Fox News with her gold cross. He's got a diamond-studded crucifix because, you know, that's exactly that's what, what Jesus would have wanted. That's, yeah, that's definitely what he wanted. Wa- Absolutely. And the only time he showed any form of violence was to destroy all of the people, all of the 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 vendors all of the people in the, uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, well, there, was some, fucking, there, there were some they're parables. Stupid. Obviously, about, they're full of shit. 
there were parables there where he said, get the money out. But of course, the money finds its way back in. It does. Live from your grave. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast of the left, babe. Go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty, live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like. And three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape. Put it in your brain and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Last podcast on the left. It's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. 
Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Well, speaking of finding its way back in, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. Yeah! All right. Well, I'm going to give it to this weird-ass little kid. So there was a Look possess- at you. Isn't it nice? This is a person. So the headline in the New York Post reads, Alabama residents get a fright over real-life Chucky roaming their neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is I fun. like this kid. I like this kid in the same way when we went to Comic-Con, there's the street preachers. They got the big signs that say, repent, you're going to hell. And they have their little microphones, which, by the way, they cheat now and they re- they pre-record those messages. So they don't, yeah, they dude, don't even have to shout it all the time. It's also basically a booth at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, it's just a booth. For it's them just to be booth. there. Yeah. But there's something about the end is now. Surrender, repent, because it's all such bullshit. But there's something about it where I'm like, the circle, the the the, the quilt of life. So well, I you like know what it is kid. too is that it's it's the uh, I love them and my other favorite Comic Con phenomena of all time is a couple having a meltdown fight in costume. I saw it that. Is, God, it is my favorite. There was uh, there was a situation involving a fairly different looking Harley Quinn. Harley mm. Quinn from the multiverse that Golden Corral starred mm-hmm. in and, and financed, and she was just <laughs> screaming at some dude dressed like I don't know the Lorax. I forget. I don't you really don't, know what he was dressed, <laughs> but man, it was funny. It was really awesome, and I don't know what they were fighting over, but they definitely had a couple of too many drinks, and then I don't know what happened. But anyway, like Alabama neighborhood, they got photos of this real life Chucky. It's now gone viral. The human Chucky seen in photos is standing on the side of the road of a residential neighborhood in Pinson, Alabama, waiting for cars to pass. It was it's actually awesome. a, it was actually a five year old boy named Jackson who brought He's fear and laughter to the to the people Seriously. in his community. The coolest kid I've I've seen. I love this shit. I love it. According to Kendra Walden, this is the person who I want to scare. She's a a witness uh, of the boy. She is also a resident there. She says on Facebook, dear parents of the little boy in the Chucky costume in Pinson, get your kid. I almost had a heart attack. 
you got to be strong enough to handle it. She yeah, added, whatever, bro. We she added. We took some pictures. We thought it was so funny. So the kid, if you look at the picture of him, he's freaking horrifying. He looks great. <laughs> he he looks, looks great. great. He looks like a perfect. It's the perfect Chucky. It's what I want to see. I just love. Again, same thing with the Comic Con. <laughs> I love watching it be live. Like I love seeing everyone in costume. That's why I love Halloween because I love the the bringing fantasy to real life. That's so much fun. He probably didn't even know he was doing that. No, he's he just having fun, fun in a Chucky costume. Well, according to Brittany Reed, Jackson's mom, he likes to wear costumes around the house. And then she said, that's, cool. that's just his personality. He dresses up in different costumes throughout the week. He likes to make people laugh. And in this case, he made him scared. That kid's going to be our fucking boss. He's going to be our boss in 20 years. I'm that fine kid. with it. Um, yeah, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so he wanted to dress up as Chucky and he walked around the neighborhood. And I don't know. He is now, that's according cute as to hell. the mom, he's Facebook famous, which you don't wish that upon your child. No, no, okay. don't let that happen to him. Yes. No, this, don't let bad. that happen. But either way, Jackson, you're hero of the week because you know what? In this world where we have such true horrors, sometimes it's nice to just be reminded how fun a little serial killer. Uh, oh, what do we call it? Toy figurine doll yes. can be. It is. It really is fun. And I I want to say I got a lot of people. A lot of people reached out to me. They said they understood what I meant about the differences between the boy and the orphan. And they understand what I'm saying. You don't yet understand because you understand what you're saying. I should see the boy. I saw the boy. But I'm just saying other people get me. I also want to say thank you to all the people who also understand and have understood my correct opinion that mac and cheese is overrated. Wait, when did you even say that? There are that? some dissenters. I've said, I said, I have said it many times. There have been some dissenters. What are you talking about? Mac, again, and cheese, mac and cheese is just rated. Mac, ever, no, mac and I'm cheese is overrated. overrated. It is Why? overrated. Because Who's people love it? it. And I find there is actually very few. I've had very few spectacular mac and cheeses. And they've all basically been made by Jackie. I had one in San Antonio that had brisket in it. That was that's simply the, the best. Brisket See, that's hey, yes, I'm getting I'm not saying it's just bad. I'm just not saying it's the best thing I've ever had. Yeah, it's not on the Food Network show best thing I ever had. I don't it has been. There has been several uh, different is that versions right? of absolutely. Look up the cheesy version. You know what you I ever will seen say? cheesy? I feel like we've been a little bit at each other's throats today, and I don't like that. We I have know. to kiss oh, kissed you. Um, oh, I'm not even mad at you. No, we're not mad, mad at so we're mad at topics. And yelling next to each other. That's right. We're like, uh, pardon the interruption, because we're still friends, but yeah, we can debate. Um, the one thing that I think is super overrated when it comes to mac and cheese, which I don't think should go together, is lobster mac and cheese. It ruins the You're lobster. destroying and it ruins the, the lobster. Mac and cheese. It's yeah. a waste of lobster. Same I thing agree. I feel about lobster rolls as well when they drown them in mayonnaise. When it comes yep. down to it, I want to say it's a lobster. Absolutely. Um, but no, I'll never, I'll never fight you truly, because if we do ever have to fight, it has to be to the death. It will be in. I no. I, I prefer more of a master blaster situation because we do have to come together when the we machines do. take over. As again, we're seeing well, it happen more and more. What the audience is seeing is the second act of our relationship. The third act is when we come together to fight the world. Oh, that'll See? be fun. All right. Yeah, we'll get it. Also, one little update: the methanol. Do you remember I told you about the twenty-one-year-old, the South African teenagers, the twenty-one-year-old that just died randomly in a club? Yeah. They said they all had methanol in their system, and they have no clue how they got it in there. They all okay. basically were poisoned. But nobody knows how it got in there. They don't know what happened. Because we also said it was an unregulated club. But it is interesting. It is a little bit mysterious. Yeah. So I got a little, got a couple of uh, conversations about necrophilia. Oh, great. Great. But it's, uh, it is interesting. Um, Because we talk about how, like, the idea that when you are 
being prosecuted for crimes, what they will do is sometimes put a bunch of like they'll add a bunch of shit on there right. to help whittle it down for a plea deal. Right. Absolutely. Like they, they, they all of the lawyers and the D.A., they all sit down and have a conversation about what they're going to charge you with. Right. Um, which is interesting because it can't really go. But what is weird is I like got a couple of places, you know, there's like more than half states or it's like a shockingly large amount of states. Necrophilia is not illegal. Okay. It's just frowned upon. Oh, okay. They just go like, ew. Yuck. Oh. Yeah, they go, bleh. Right. Um, but they, yes, they do that. What they do is they um, uh, in my state, we actually have these things called offenses on the books that are classified as aggravating offenses, neither felony nor misdemeanor, just ex require extra prison time, which have become tools to threaten harsher sentences if defendants mm. don't plead. And it sucks because it's great when you do it against somebody like Ghislaine Maxwell. Sure. But it sucks when they do it against like a kid. Yes. You know what I mean? They, they it does happen quite a bit in juvenile court. Yeah. Um, but that's a lot of it. So some someone said that I was like sort of on the money. Um, we're often with prosecutors before we charge cases to charge higher or lower crimes as part of a plea bargaining down the road in court. For example, you could charge a felony one offense and a felony three offense with the felony one being the bargaining chip to hopefully get the defendant to plead to the lesser felony three offense. This right. is due to felony ones carrying much more jail time than felony threes. So most of the time, defendants and their attorneys will agree to plead to the lesser charges to avoid longer jail or probation sentences. Absolutely. Taylor's oldest time we know the trickery that goes on to the, in the system also i got an example of what in the fuck noodling is okay so noodling which is also sometimes referred to as graveling can be as simple <laughs> or i had no clue as no. simple or as complicated as the end user deems it to be so i'm here to tell you that while using bait can be effective it isn't required hmm. i know this because when i was a tender young boy of 11 my father decided it was time to make a man out of me. Okay. He did this by driving us to the Ohio River and teaching me the art of noodling. It <laughs> consisted of diving like a maniac underneath the surface of the water, running your hands under any large rocks you might find until you feel movement. Then you reach around, sightless and soundless in the murky water until you find what you hope is a fish's mouth, and then you wrench it up out of the water by its jaw. Okay. Now, what my father failed to tell me about catfish is that instead of having teeth in any sort of traditional sense, they have these abrasive, sharp clusters of tiny pseudo teeth called oh. cardiform embedded in their mouths. So imagine brake pads crossed with high grit sandpaper and you get the general idea of what they are like. Hmm. On that day, I pulled a catfish that was half of my height from the water, holding on for dear life as it ground away at the flesh of my right hand with every thrash it made in desperate attempts for freedom. So by the okay. time I had gotten it to shore... The palm and backing of my right hand were torn into an unrecognizable lump. And for the next week, it grew three times its size and had turned a dark, grisly plum color, no doubt due to an infection caused by a combination of bacteria from the fish's mouth and whatever ungodly, abhorrent substances dwell within the Ohio River. My father was proud. My mother was terrified. All right, we there you go. That night. Yep. Oh, you ate it. Okay. Ate ate it. The Got you. He's a manly man now. There you go. You got to do it. And I, but to me, that's a lot because I want to get into fishing, but I want the pole. I agree. I'll never forget when my father caught a key. He caught a keeper, but he couldn't, uh, he couldn't uh, do it. So it just died on our front lawn throughout the whole day. What? He couldn't, he couldn't cut its head off. Oh, my dad. Yeah, but you can whack it with a stick. No, he just couldn't, he couldn't do it. So it just died on our front yard. And it took like 10 wow. hours because it kept on shaking. It's so weird because 
It's yeah. like so much worse. I know. To just let it die like that. It was a stressful day for the family. And then we buried it in the backyard. So, guys, I want to say thank you to everybody who came out to San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego! To our, to our sightings. I want to say thank you to Z2 Comics. Yeah. Um, They crushed it. David um, Melkian. Josh and Courtney. D- David Dasmalkian was Dasmalkian. the coolest motherfucker. He was the coolest motherfucker on the face of the planet. He's so uh, cool. I hope he'll continue to speak to us. He was so I didn't cool. Ask, I didn't ask any Dune questions. I released him from that. I hope to do it in private. Maybe yeah. one day he'll let me. I did see him and I was like, I really enjoyed you in Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one. You were Polka Dot Man. It was really good. And then he told a little story about it. And he like, did. Oh, this is cool. He was very generous with his time. And next awesome. time what we'll do is we'll we'll press him next time. Maybe we can get yeah. him alone in a room. Maybe we'll, be, we'll scare him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we got to live every day. Don't hide under that rock. Yeah, you might be some lowly catfish to somebody else, but to you, you're a great white shark. All right? So you got to keep swimming because if not, some big fucking asshole's kid is going to come dig under there and it's going to pull you up to the harsh sun, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Then you're going to love d- wishing for death as fast as humanly possible and hope that they do it and he doesn't leave you just gasping on the, the beach. I know for, that. for your for dear hope for dear life, right? Because if you can laugh, because I do believe in the end, you'll laugh, knowing you fed a big old family from Wisconsin, and so thankful that your guts and your 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 life could be used to further along the dreams of a six foot seven, eleven year old who all he wants to do is to make them laugh with the microphone. Laugh. But all they do is scream and run from him and scream and run because he's just oh he's just a big lurking horrible beast. Right? But you know he still wants to make you laugh. Sometimes when he's doing he kills you with his bare hands. Absolutely and let's not forget to thank the animals. You're right. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we hope you're doing well out there. We'll be back. By the way, I know everyone knows it's episode 500 this week for LPOTL. It is. We can't wait. It's going to be very fun. It's going to be uh, thick. Anyway, I'm yes, very excited. And we got Marcus in LA. Yes. So, we got Marcus so that here. means the studio is at a solid 77 degrees. It'll be nice and hot for him because he's got thin, thin skin. But I told him when we're in the studio, we're keeping it at bear temperature. He can wear a jacket. I agree with that. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. Bye. Magustalations, everyone. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.